0: Hello, hope you're okay. on Friday, November the 4th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast coming up. A woman left sleeping in a car after being made homeless speaks about how she's lost faith in the system. We look ahead to this weekend's FA Cup action and we've got details on events going on in the county this weekend. But first today, more on the story that's really dominated the podcast this week. And the Home Office is insisting today that steps are being taken to improve conditions at an overcrowded asylum program. Processing centre in Thanet. There's now extra bedding and better medical facilities we're told at the site in Manston and more than a thousand people have been moved out. Well, Home Secretary Suella Braverman took a military helicopter to visit yesterday. She avoided answering any questions from reporters though. A statement was released afterwards instead. Lucy's been reading it. The number of people arriving in the UK via small boats has reached record levels and continues to put our asylum system under incredible pressure. Manston remains resourced and equipped to process migrants securely, and we will provide alternative accommodation as soon as possible. We urge anyone who is thinking about leaving a safe country and risk their lives at the hands of criminal people smugglers to seriously reconsider despite what they have been told, they will not be allowed to start a new life here. It's also been confirmed today two groups of men who crossed the channel to Kent in small boats were left stranded in London earlier this week after leaving Manston. Daniel Abbas was volunteering to help the homeless when he came across them near a railway station.
1: They were just left here, sort of completely lost, in the cold, hungry, with no money, no help. Um, and it was really quite a disturbing and distressing sight to see.
0: Well, Policing Minister Chris Philp has revealed they're told immigration officials they had family and friends in the capital that would collect them. There
1: were two groups of people, and uh, what I've been told by the uh, people on the immigration side of the Home Office is that both groups of people had told uh, immigration officials at Manston they had addresses to go to, so friends and family. Uh, obviously, that turned out subsequently not to be the case, but they, the information that uh, Home Office officials had understood uh, was they had places to go to, because many of the people do have friends and family in the UK already. Clearly, that that understanding was was not accurate. Quite how that misunderstanding arose, maybe it was lost in translation, I don't know, Um, but clearly they have now all been
0: looked after. Now, earlier this week, the leaders of every council in Kent wrote an open letter to the Home Secretary saying the county was at breaking point. There's also anger about hotels being used to house asylum seekers and the number of unaccompanied asylum-seeking children in local authority care. The county council leader, Roger Goff, has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV.
2: first thing to say is that... uh we were always concerned at the very start when manston was established um, but uh, we were assured at that point that it was a short-term um processing facility for the very early stages of when people come into the country uh, and that that was how it should work and clearly over time that has changed uh, and that is a major concern i think the question is not whether or not it is open the question is whether it is doing what it was designed to do in the first place and it has the numbers. Uh, that it was designed to have. and uh, Now, clearly, we had the uh, immigration minister come down on, uh, on the weekend uh, and we've seen some movement on that since. And I think we clearly need to see more in that respect because uh, we are, and I say we, on you know, this it's worth saying that the leaders of the councils across Kent and Midway were already in the process of raising a number of issues uh, in relation to um, migration dispersal and its impact on Kent uh, in, in writing to the Home Secretary. And we, and our concerns on Manston have been very much part of that as well. So um, I think the problem, as I say, is not necessarily that the facility exists. Uh, it is that its purpose has become uh, changed and in a sense distorted from what it was uh, designed to do. And as I say, our particular responsibility is to ensure that public health is delivered there properly. Um, and uh, that's clearly... A lot harder, if not indeed impossible, to do when you've got more than twice the number of people there uh, compared with what was uh, supposed to be the maximum.
0: Despite the government insisting improvements have been made at Manston, a protest calling for the site to be closed completely is taking place over the weekend. Kent Online News. Next today, and this is one of our most read stories on the site, a Chatham woman says she's lost faith in the system after ending up homeless and sleeping in her car. Friday Quick was served an eviction notice back in March. It's called a Section 21, which allows landlords to make tenants leave without giving a reason. However, Friday has struggled to find anywhere else. She's been speaking to our reporter, Alex Langridge. spoke to the council about helping, For housing, and
3: was told that uh, they could help with the PRS scheme, um, but we didn't meet the criteria for emergency accommodation, and we've been living in our car since 27th of October when we were evicted. And what have you got in your car? Like, what are you bringing with you when you're kind of moving around, trying to find places to stay? Quilt, yeah, bedding, and a little bit of food that we can eat because we can't cook. We've just bought a flask, so we can probably eat the odd pot noodle, which is a, probably a nice hot
0: meal. And and when sort of as you kind of said, you've got some stuff in storage and that, but obviously can only really bring the essentials with you.
3: Yeah, um, we we have a few things in the boot which uh, are extra pillars just in case. Um, but everything, my whole life is in that lockup. Or uh, well my home, all my home is in the lockup. I I know we've got. a downsize or whatever and probably have to get rid of some of it but we may end up losing all of it because we can't afford to keep it there and obviously as you say
0: you kind of just want a place
3: to live isn't that so what is sort of what you want well we'd be happy with a one bedroom one bedroom flat would do and how is it obviously it's a bit kind of emotional question but like how's it making you guys feel kind of your situation that you're in completely degraded Um, and i've completely lost faith faith in the whole system at the moment it hurts that we've worked for this worked in this country lived born raised in this country and never asked for help and now that we need it we, can, we can't get it it feels like a real kick in the teeth and as you say you just want somewhere to call home, home. yeah somewhere we can shut the door and feel like it's house mm. and not be worried that we're going to lose everything
0: Medway Council say they assess everyone's circumstances and prioritise those with greater housing needs. A major search operation has been carried out after a man went missing in a flooded area near Maidstone. Police, firefighters, paramedics, and the Coast Guard were called to Marden following concerns for the 50 year old's welfare last night. Helicopter teams also helped look for him and he was eventually found safe. Flood alerts have still been in force in parts of the county today after yesterday's torrential rain. the family are urging neighbours to check CCTV or video doorbells after their cat was shot with an air rifle. Milo was rushed to an emergency vet and is now recovering but has suffered eye damage. It happened on Sunday in the Lee Road and Hollywood Lane area of Wainscot. Bit embarrassing for Folkestone Council, they've been forced to pay a fine after one of their own vans was clamped. No tax had been paid on the vehicle, which was parked on South Street in Hythe. Bosses had to fork out two. 160 pounds and say they're looking into why the paperwork wasn't renewed. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Now, as we all know, the cost of living is affecting most of us right now and chances are you've seen your energy bills go up. Well, a Maidstone man is calling on Ofgem to change their price cap in the face of skyrocketing prices. Richard Winstone is the director of a financial advice website and has started a petition calling for the government regulator to change how bills are calculated. He's now got more than 200,000 signatures. He says the current formula is old and outdated and unfairly benefits energy suppliers.
1: So I looked at the formula of used to calculate the price caps and I noticed that uh, the profit and headroom figures that they assign to the price cap are calculated as a percentage of other costs. So as other costs rise, like wholesale prices, energy supplier profits also rise rapidly. And what we're seeing at the moment is that energy suppliers are getting roughly three times as much profit this time, uh, this year than they were last year. And I don't think it's right that energy suppliers should be profiteering from an energy crisis while the rest of us struggle. As you say, uh, our price, uh, energy price bills are going up, aren't they? And uh, what are you hoping to achieve from um, this petition? Uh, I just want Ofgem to review how they calculate the formula. I think it's an old and outdated formula. Um, that unfairly benefits energy suppliers during a crisis. I don't think it works, the math is bad on it. So I want them to review how they assign profit. And personally, I'd rather they completely remove headroom. It's unnecessary in the formula. And I guess you've heard from a lot of people who have signed this petition, what are they telling you? Uh, So many people are struggling, which is really awful to hear some of the stories, um, which I I won't repeat right now, but they're really horrible to to read. Um, And they're not getting enough support from the government And when they find out that energy suppliers are, as I said, massively profiteering from this crisis, deeply upset obviously.
0: Richard has tried to contact Offgem but hasn't had a response. You can see the petition for change at over50smoney.com Work to transform 15 acres of farmland in Herne Bay into a 160 home estate could begin as early as next year. Plans for the development off Bullockstone Road have been officially submitted to the council but some residents are worried it'll put an added strain on local services including doctors and schools. Elsewhere McDonald's, B&M and the food warehouse House are set to move into a new business park in Herne Bay. Developers have released images of what the facility will look like. You can see those by heading to Kent Online. There'll also be new homes and it should create around 200 retail and construction jobs. Now, permit parking could soon be introduced near Dartford Town Centre to stop commuters clogging up spaces. There are currently few restrictions in the town, meaning those hopping on public transport are parking on residential streets all day to avoid charges. The council have launched an online survey so you can have a say kent online reports teenagers from kent have taken part in a major meningitis study which has found that giving a vaccine to 14 to 19 year olds helps protect people of all ages more than 3,000 students from maidstone and the surrounding area took part in the project the results highlight how vaccinating just one age group can provide what's called herd immunity a kent mp says the uk's space industry is missing out on reaching its full potential because of an an uncertain and disjointed approach by the government. The Commons Science and Technology Committee has released a report today claiming the sector is central to the country's defence, national security and foreign relations. Well, Tunbridge Wells Rep. Greg Clark is chair of the group and says our attitudes need to change.
4: The space industry, space and satellites, is booming across the world and Britain is one of the strongest performers in this growing market but we're very concerned that we seem to be stalling in terms of the government's support for the industry. The National Space Council, which was set up just a couple of years ago, has been abolished. The the strategy for space uh, is rather vague. There are regulatory delays in approving the licenses for satellite launch uh, in this country. And so if we want to make the most of what is a wonderful opportunity for Britain, we need to get a grip. One of the things that the space industry uh, legislation has done uh, is to change from the uh, the National Space Agency to the Civil Aviation Authority, the responsibility for licensing uh, spaceports, in other words, where you launch satellites. Now, that has some advantages. Um, But what has happened is that you've got a very small number of people dealing with space uh, in an agency that mostly deals with aircraft. And when you've got spaceports uh, like the one at Newquay Airport in Cornwall, uh, as well as two in Scotland um, that are being prepared uh, for uh, for satellite launch, there's a lot of work to get them approved. And no spaceport has yet been licenced. And there are delays uh, in that. And uh, we're concerned that that is holding us back compared to other places around the world who are in competition with us being the places from which satellites can be launched. Kent Online reports.
0: We're being encouraged to check train times and make sure we can get home this bonfire night with strike actions set to affect rail services in Kent. Disruptions are expected this Saturday and as well on Monday and Wednesday with Southeastern running fewer services than normal. If you do have to travel on those days, you're being encouraged to plan well ahead. And now for a look at everything
5: going on in Kent this weekend, here's Sam Laurie. Bonfire night is back with a bang this weekend. There are loads of family friendly fireworks displays taking place all over the county and I imagine lots of people will want to find one near them to take the kids along to. We've got a full guide up on Kent Online so make sure you check that out to find your nearest display but a few favourites are returning this year such as Leeds Castle near Maidstone, Great Lines Heritage Park in Gillingham, Kent Cricket fireworks at the Spitfire Ground in Canterbury And, of course, the famous Edenbridge bonfire celebration, which will be burning a huge figure of Liz Truss as this year's celebrity effigy. But, like I say, there are lots of displays all over the county, so there's sure to be something going on in your local area, just have a little look online. But, if fireworks aren't really a thing, and I know they're not for everybody, not to worry, we've got a few other ideas for you this weekend. If you're a fan of the Parenting Hell podcast, which I know I am, you'll want to get down to Blue Water on Sunday as co-hosts Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe will be signing copies of their new book based on the podcast and meeting fans at Waterstones on Sunday. For those of you who are up for some live music and have some time on your hands this evening, you can still grab tickets to see From the Jam at the Grey Hall. The band, led by the jam's original bassist Bruce Foxton, We'll be in Gillingham tonight to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Beat Surrender with some of the mod legends biggest hits. I know it's a bit short notice but it'll be worth it if you can make it. And families looking for a great day out this weekend can head down to the Kent Event Centre in Detling and join them with the Comic Con and Gaming Festival. There will be lots of stands selling rare collectibles and novelty gifts, there's going to be groups dressed up in incredible costumes, there's multiple gaming zones including retro games and VR headsets. And there are characters from your favourite films, TV shows and comic books coming down to meet everyone. So it doesn't matter how old you are, we're all big kids at heart. And this gaming festival is the perfect way to let that inner child loose. So if you are going out to see some fireworks this weekend, then please enjoy yourself and stay safe. And if you're not, then there's still lots of fun things to do in Kent over the next couple of days.
0: Thanks ever so much, Sam. We've also been told today more than a million pounds is going to be spent on a new park in Dartford, which the Kent Online podcast has been told will be one of the best in Britain. It's going to be called Buccaneer Bay and will include a huge pirate ship, an old lighthouse and zip line. It'll be in Central Park and should open early next year. And tickets have gone on sale today to see Bastille in Kent next summer. They'll be performing at the Scenic Stage at Dreamland in July as part of the Margate Summer Series. 2023 also marks the 10th anniversary of their debut album. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham take a break from the league this weekend as they play in the FA Cup. They travel to AFC Fylde in the first round of the competition. The home side are currently seventh in the National League North table, while the Jills have struggled for form in League Two. But manager Neil Harris is very much looking forward to it.
6: It's the history of the competition. I think you know, sort of sum it up there. Um, the romantic side of it, the, the the dreams of growing up as a kid, seeing seeing your, your heroes walk out at Wembley Stadium. Um, as a kid growing up, went to cut the finals. Um, being at Liverpool, Wimbledon with my dad in, in, in '88, and uh, my dad is a Wimbledon fan. It um, was a you know, an important moment in my life growing up. That led me to sort of an underdog status at times, and, and sort of coming through the non-league route, like, like Wimbledon is their club. Um, I think just things like that summer competition have been they? So lucky enough to play in a final as an underdog with Mill in 2004, and as a manager, managing a couple of quarterfinals. Um, it, it, I just think it's a great competition. Just I just think it's steeped in history, and we'll be taking it very seriously at the weekend. The games in FA Cup. Are about mentality as well as physicality, as well. And we're coming up against a good file team, Um, they've had a good season so far, Um, play some good football, and they've got some dangerous players. And uh, the players have Fully aware of what to expect.
0: Ebbs Fleet are also in action in the competition. They welcome FC Halifax Town. Elsewhere, Gillingham women are back in action this weekend after their future was secured. The Chatham Town chairman has taken on the side after former owner Josh Odom announced he could no longer run the team on his own. Kevin Hake has been chatting to our sports reporter Luke Cordell. I
7: saw the appeal from Josh. You know, we we spoke some months ago about trying to get sort of integrated, and I heard about them going to the Thames Mead. And then obviously, you know, I saw the statement that Josh released about eight weeks ago and we reached out sort of immediately to say, look, can we just help you?
4: Yeah.
7: And um, sort of one thing sort of led to another, a series that we must have met up eight, eight, nine nine times, you know, just talking about yeah. what we can do, you know, how can we help? Um, a lot of people, you know, within, you know, higher circles, you know, like, like Tracy Crouch reached out and said, is there anything we can do? And like we managed to, you know, sort of get, you know, to, reach out to them and and I think we can provide or we will be providing just a solid platform yeah. that they can play on you know they're a Medway team and obviously they, if they're going to build anything it needs to be a Medway and for all the hard work that Josh and, and other people have done they're in they're the equivalent of League One the third tier of, of women, the women's game so to see them go under would have just been a travesty especially after how you can see the women's game growing and expanding so much in this country you know the the um, the numbers now that people are watching games, you know, is, is, is obscene, so yeah. it's, it's, it's great to see, you know, and you know, her game too is, is what we're all about, you know, it's, it is, football is, I've always said, you know, even growing up that football is a game that can be played by anyone and be enjoyed by anyone yeah. and obviously the women's game is included in that and it's just progressed so much. And I'm just like proud to be a part of it and just been able to make a little bit of a difference. You know, well, that's what we we hope to do. But we're just going to give them the stability they need to be able to, you know, hopefully kick on. And Josh has agreed to stay on as manager. which I'm over the moon about it because I think he deserves to be playing in a stadium like this in front of fans that we've got. He's put a lot of hard work in. So, you know, enough respect to him and his team that he's had involved. All the girls have done great and they deserve to be at a facility like this. And now they're going to be here and they can enjoy, you know, all the fruits that everything that the men do,
4: you know. He's not just kept them going, has he? He's kept them competitive as well. They've done well in their league, I think,
7: third tier as well. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's third tier. They finished sixth last year, which was the highest, you know, finish in a long time they've done. And, you know, he's competing with the likes of, you know, Ipswich Town, of, you know, Watford, of, you know, and Oxford are going to be, unfortunately, that's their first game, which is against the league (laughs) favourites at home. But no, we hope to get a good crowd here on the sixth of November. Um, and um, hopefully you'll come down and cover it or get someone <laughs> down to cover it and uh, yeah just see what we can achieve here we, so hopefully we can sort of achieve similar sort of numbers and I think the crowd is the record of 250 so um, okay. yeah we want to um, and smash that if we can.
0: As I mentioned there, Gillingham women play Oxford United at Chatham Towns Ground on Sunday afternoon. Kick-offs at 2.30 and there's free entry. And international sport comes to Medway this weekend. 400 competitors from around the world are going to be competing at the Jumpers Rebound Centre at Medway Park in Gillingham. Trampoline gymnasts from countries including Brazil, Switzerland, Great Britain and Belgium will be taking part. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also sign up to the briefing to get a daily update of the top stories direct to your email each morning. Just head to kentonline.co.uk. If you're heading out to a firework display over the weekend, hope you have a fantastic time and we'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group